Corner to Three movie podcast for Ocean's Eight. <laughs> My name is Tom Chick. I am here with Christian McClunsky. It's Dimitri with a very long Polish name that you can't pronounce. Gala. Uh, and with a tagline for the Ocean's 8 pod, or no, for Ocean's 8 itself, Kelly Wand. Yeah, it's not for the podcast, Tom. All right. <laughs> be stupid. We don't have a idiotic. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> wait, set me up again? I just ruined it. And with a tagline for Ocean's 8, Kelly Wand. Finally, a heist movie with good-looking people as the heroes. <laughs> That's progressive. Kelly One, keep them coming. If Elliot Gould was your favorite character from the other Ocean's movies, <laughs> you're really know. old. Yeah, I don't know. Where can you just, go from there? Those are. Great. I don't know. It should have just been ellipsis. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I mean. I, Oh, yeah. Are there more oh, taglines? These have been really good so far. Normally, there's a clunker in the first few. Is it just divorcing a rich guy faster and involve the same amount of vomit? Is that one too sexist? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one for you, Tom. Yeah, go ahead. Go out with a bang. Finally, a movie. We've been doing this podcast for years now, and you've been sitting on that one for Ocean's 8. Wow. Well, I started writing it, and I went, okay, that one's fine. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's what, what the screenwriters did, too. Oh, right. Dingus is spoiling his opinion, it sounds like, of Ocean's 8. So, Dingus, don't spoil anything about what's in the movie. You but tell us a, like it, a little bit about what it is, spoiler-free. Don't tell us what's stolen or how oh. or Who's double crosses whom? Don't give us any of that dingus, just the basics. All right. Well, this week we saw Ocean's Numeral 8, restyled mm. as Ocean's Word 8, uh, a 2018 American heist action comedy series movie about the difference filmmakers see between Nancy and Frank Sinatra. It was directed by. Oh, that's good. It was like directed that. by Gary Ross and written by him Ugh. with Olivia Milch based on characters by George Clinton Johnson and Jack Golden Russell. <laughs> it stars Sandra Bullock, Kate oh, Blanchett, sure. Anne Hathaway, Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, Rihanna, Helena Bonham Carter, and some random dude who played Thorin. Ocean's what? 8 slash oh. 8. Is that true? Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right, well, Wait, no. that's – okay. Now you make it sound more interesting than it is. Well, I do my best. Because the, the Hobbit, the Hobbit was like Ocean's Eight. If you think about it, <laughs> in Middle Earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna rob a casino. Kind of. Andy Garcia, or whatever. Yeah, they swapped out all those gems for smog. There's uh, uh, a subconscious reason that's how Thorin got cast. Like, hmm, who do we? Never mind. All right, yeah. Ocean's Eight slash Eight is rated PG thirteen mm. for language, mm -hmm. drug use, yep, and some suggestive content. Kelly, Wan, <laughs> is there anything else that should be on that list? 
Improper use of handcuffs, oceans, soup, and magnets. No men will be admitted voluntarily. (laughs) Kelly One, you might be uh, overjoyed to know that in this opening weekend, the audience was uh, 69% female. Oh, there's so many things I like about what you just said. Uh, Ocean's 8 is at 66 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, three away. Two-thirds of the reviews are positive. Uh, On Metacritic, read my read, 61. Yeah, on Metacritic, it's at uh, 61 out of 100. Is that a 1 or a 4? Yeah, 61. You know what? Look it up if you're not sure. It's one of those two. Uh, On CinemaScore... The kinds of people who got pulled by CinemaScore were like, uh, B plus, which is not good. Wow. However, it did very well at the box office. It opened number one on its weekend. It made 41 million. Uh, We might, maybe we'll see another one of these. Who knows? Hmm. Kelly Wan. Counting down until they get to Ocean's One. There's so many loose ends they have to tie up, too. Right, exactly. So, Kelly Wand, why don't you tell us about how they got to those loose ends by detailing the events of the plot <clears throat> from the beginning up until uh, said loose ends? <laughs> you mean at the end, the loose ends. Right. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, did those yeah. two names, when Dingus said, based on characters created by George Clayton Whip, Whipsnaps and Pondrous Fanchers? Jack Golden Terrier. Are those those two? No, no, are Jack Golden Russell. Wait, <laughs> Jack Golden. Jack Klugman and Russell Terrier. Something. Jack about. Golden Russell. Yeah, right. Jack, Jack. Golden Russell hyphen <laughs> Anya Taylor. Did those are those two guys who were like in the '60s who just got drunk with Frank Sinatra one night and he's like, "Make a movie where I rob a casino," and they're like, "All right, uh, yeah." Like it was just like this half baked random idea and now their names are immortalized based on pretty much yeah we're yeah they were uh they were in charge of oceans 11 1960 <sighs> why can't i do that you, you don't can. know frank sinatra you need to hang out with sinatra uh, yeah. oh it's not the idea that's the point that's what you're trying to tell me that's my guess yeah oh shepsis apesis awesome a prison warden's all Okay, Sandra, even though this is a women's prison, your brother or cousin, uh, George Clooney, sat right there and lied to me about being reformed. But all my instincts are telling me that you're different. Sandra Bullock's all, dude, I'm totally reformed, and I have to get out of here. There's gum under my seat. Go! Later, Sandra collects her stuff. The prison concierge is all, gum, huh? Mm-hmm. Sandra's all, Bullet goes to Sephora and steals makeup by asking for a bag for it. Then gets a hotel room by asking for a bag for that. JK, she uses a cell phone she suddenly has somehow and saying her flight was canceled. Sandra takes a bath and looks at a room service menu. Meanwhile, in a bar, Kate Blanchett spits out her drink and yells at her butler, There's vodka in my water, you idiot! Hey, you know why vodka and water are so great together? Because when you're drunk, water tastes like vodka. The nearby customers all spit drinks out and go, what? Meanwhile, to celebrate life, Sandra goes to a cemetery to desecrate George Clooney's grave. (laughs) (laughs) She stares at it and goes, you better be in there. I'd be bummed if you were still alive. Hey, uh, remember when we were in space together and I forgot to grab a cable, so you died? 
and then your ghost visited me in my space capsule while I was barking like a dog at a Chinese lady because I misdialed NASA. <laughs> she hears a fart from around the corner. She's all, Elliot. We hear Elliot Gould zip up. Then he sheepishly reveals himself. He's all, I was uh, grieving your brother. She's all, from around the corner. Elliot Gould's all, your brother wanted me to tell you something. Sandra loses interest and goes to a museum, one without metal detectors, apparently. Somehow finds a bearded guy ten rooms away inside and sticks a knife in his boobies. Beard's all, Sandra, I meant to call you, but then realized I was fucking someone else I meant to frame for something. Foreign. By the way, in my country, the word bullock means... Yeah, I didn't come to a museum for knowledge. I came for this. Smirking triumphantly, she cuts a button off his kilt. She's all, ha ha, got your button. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bitch. You just get bullocked. She walks out and has crumpets with Kate Blanchett, whom she refers to as her old partner, so I guess they used to have sex. Bullock. <laughs> Hey, let's rob something and fuck banks. Let's steal jewelry. Suck it, Bechtel. We'll steal necklaces from E3 across the street there. Here's my plan. Blanchett pretends to listen for a while, then goes, um, I don't think they'll just let us stroll out with a zillion dollar necklace just because you asked for a bag to put it in. Bullock raises a swad made out of foil and goes, how do you think I got these ribs? Sorry. Think about my life. Blanchett shrugs in answer. Bullock's all fine. Here's my plan B. Blanchett listens, then goes, Wow. Steal necklaces from E3 by doing all that. You'd need like a billion people and eight dollars. Bullock's all, Oh, yeah? How about eight people and a million dollars to steal a hundred thousand dollar necklace? Blanchett pulls out a calculator and types boobs. <laughs> she looks up and goes, it just might work. Meanwhile, on a red carpet, Anne Hathaway, who you wearing? Oh, this isn't a person. It's a dress. I think it's orange or blue. The photographers all boo and throw DVDs of Get Smart at her. <laughs> Meanwhile, Helena Bonham Carter watches the stewardess walk past her, so she throws up. Bullock and Blanchett walk up to her while Helena is sitting in a hallway, sniffling and farting sadly. Blanchett's all, I sure hope that was the last scene of a chick vomiting in this. <laughs> Helena's all, on my first day of shooting Planet of the Apes. Wahlberg asked me when I was going to get my ape makeup put on. I was already wearing it. <laughs> Bullock's all. Elena, I'm here to improve your life. Well, mine anyway. They make her look at pictures of Hathaway on a Kindle, then have a necklace on an iPhone. <laughs> Bullock's all. It's called the Jean du Jean. After the Winnetka du Jeans. Uh... The necklace, woman's name is Anne Hathaway. In Brokeback Mountain, she was no one's love interest. 
That's why she's in it. She also wore a necklace when she had lunch in Italy with Batman's ghost. <laughs> she and Blanchett walk off. Blanchett and Bullock have coffee again and chit-chat. Blanchett's all, I don't know which is harder, finding hackers who aren't Russians or Russians who aren't hackers. <laughs> Sanders all, yeah, I have no idea what that means. So how close are we to eight? Uh, including me and you, uh, one. Four if you count Clooney and Gould. <laughs> but five if you think Helena's crying and vomiting will come in handy. Sandra's all, hmm, eight A-listers who can do jokes. I say we get Meryl, ScarJo, Judy Dench, Julia Roberts, get it? Um... Anya Taylor-Joy for Kelly. Um, Blake Lively to make the rest of us look funnier. Um, <laughs> Beyonce. And just for fun, Aniston and Angelina. Blanchett's all, yeah, they all said no. Looks all, oh. okay, who's left? Cut to Mindy Kaling, arguing with her mom in Pakistani. She gets bored and looks through a monocle the wrong way at Sandra. Blanchett's all, okay, she's in. Now we need to get a black chick. They watch Rihanna smoke weed in a hotel room with them. Bullock's all, um, we had a guy with us when we came in. Rihanna snaps her fingers and turns on the lights. Blanchett and Bullock look around and don't see anyone standing behind them. They're all, whoa, she is good. Meanwhile, Anne Hathaway yells at her assistant, I didn't know how to talk to blonde girls. The assistant saw, you said blonde girls are relics. Like I know what words mean. I meant iconic. Doesn't that mean ancient piece of junk found in sand? Now go get her on the phone now. A spinning ned newspaper headlines all stars are just like us. Anne Hathaway has one meeting with Helena Bottom Carter instead of a blonde chick this one time yesterday. <laughs> Possibly today. Bullock and Blanchett make Helena eat lunch with Hathaway while they blow bubbles at them by the exit. <laughs> what? And no one else in the restaurant cares or looks over at this site. <laughs> She's supposed to again. Everybody knows him by now. Yeah, she's out of prison. Burn her bubbles. Finally... <laughs> Stupid Gary Ross. Finally, Hathaway's all, damn it, Helena, what are you staring at over my shoulder? What? And she turns around, only to see some bubbles <laughs> doing nothing. Outside, Blanche and Bullock, high five. Blanchett's all, that was tight. We got away out of there just in time. <laughs> Bullock's all, yeah. And Hathaway's going to think bubbles like watching her eat. That necklace is as good as stolen. They go to a parking lot or train station, it's a little unclear, and watch an Asian chick wearing a red snow hat play solitaire against a guy with a briefcase. <laughs> the Asian chick turns over an ace of spades. She's all, damn, you beat me again, white man! Jesus, really? Pays the guy $100. <laughs> it's not very good. 
Bullock's all. Uh, my heist plan doesn't involve card games. Blanchett's all. Yeah, but she's Asian. Asian. Bullock's all. Good point. She's in. Hey, Asian girl, come here. Want to steal necklaces from us with E3? I mean, the Asian girl's all. Sure, this is my normal voice, by the way. I just scream in a buffoonish racist accent whenever I lose at cards. Well, look, Saul, hmm. well, since your face is well known by everyone in this area as a card cheat, you should have no problem getting a waitress job at a red carpet event coming up in three days. <laughs> the Asian girl's all, waitress job? That's my role on the team? Why? Because I'm Asian? Isn't that a little demeaning? Blanchett's all, oh, we don't need you to actually waitress, just to get something out of a toilet for us with your hands. <laughs> Now, get out of here. Chop, chop. Ooh. <laughs> See? The Asian girl starts to leave. Well, looks all. Um, but after you give me back my diaphragm... <laughs> the Asian girl sheepishly all, sorry, and hands it over with a squelch. <laughs> Blanchett's all. And my accent! Gira! <laughs> The Asian girl's all sorry, hands that over with a squelch. To celebrate, Blanchett and Bullock have some tea. Blanchett's all, hey, why don't we get a dude on the team? <laughs> Bullock's all, oh no, no hymns. The advantage of being hot women is that we're ignored. No one ever looks at the likes of us. It's perfect for stealing diamonds. Plus, we're already at eight people, if you count the diaphragm and the bubbles. Blanchett's all, hmm. I feel like we're still a little blonde light. Bullock's all, what? Except for me and Rihanna, you're all blonde. Who cast this? Blanchett's all, still. They go to bicycle shops till they find one with Sarah Paulson in it. Bullock's all, well, well, Sarah Paulson. <laughs> Not stealing dishwashers in Canada anymore, eh? Now it's bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> Paulson's all, oh, your heist involves bicycles? Bullock looks at Blanchett and nods. She's in. Bullock makes them all come to the hotel room and watch a PowerPoint about a parking lot. <laughs> Suddenly, she's all, um, middle-aged couple in the back? Who are you? Oh, we're the Randalls. You stole this hotel room from us by posing as my wife here and telling the concierge downstairs that our flight had been canceled. Uh, it turns out it was canceled. So uh, here we are. Um... <laughs> Please keep talking. It's really interesting. Huh, honey? I loved Ocean's 12. The found footage where the couple gets left behind by their boat in the Caribbean and eaten by sharks. Hysterical. <laughs> Bullock's all. Anyway, as you can see from these Gama Sutra selfies, E3 is host to some of the best-looking, glamorous people on Earth. Anne Hathaway will be delivering the Activision keynote speech after Jamie Kennedy does warm-up. The rest of the plan, I think, will be more suspenseful if I don't tell you right now. So we're just going to watch it unfold together in the third act. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> Rihanna's all, I just lost interest. Sheepishly, the Asian girl's all, oh, sorry, hands it back to her with a squelch. <laughs> 
and the Asian girls all. Oh, hey, by the way, I need a Metro card. I'm coming from Queens every day, and this is Chicago. <laughs> Bullock's all. I don't have a Metro card. The Asian girls all. No Metro card. Melissa McCarthy's all. Hey, look, there's only one wonton in my water. There are a bunch of cutaway shots of sparkly rocks while the music's all. This is awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is awesome, period. Meanwhile, Mindy Kaling, for some reason, and Helena go to a Frenchman's office. Helena's all. We want to see that necklace. It's in a bank full. <laughs> the bank president's all. Oh, no. Helena's <laughs> well, all. Oh, yeah? She too tawny wee don't coop that guage in they say qual, mademoiselle poo-poo. <laughs> Some French subtitles are all. We want to see that necklace. It's in a bank vault. The guy's all, oh, mon dieu, man, we oui. oh, oh. Carries her down to the vault. Mindy Kaling's eyes bulge comically. She stares at Helena as if to say, a character that vomited earlier in the movie knows French. This movie's like corkscrew. A couple minutes later, Helena's all, oh, yeah, can I look at it upstairs where the light's better? So I can upload it? I mean, look at it. It's in the light. With my camera thing, my eyes, I mean... The French guy sighs irritably, but Helena talks French some more, so he has to give in. <laughs> Helena stares at the necklace with some magic glasses while it slowly turns blue, and the French guy watches impatiently. <laughs> As all the girls watch on a monitor from a hotel room, which is also probably slowing down the upload, Mr. Randall's all, Fuck! She missed that one bead! It's not blue yet! Ah! Oh! Blanche, it's all. She's uploaded 2%. Come on, movie. Down in the vault, the French guy's all. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that was German. As he takes the necklace away, <laughs> as he takes the necklace away, at the last second, Elena's necklace app instantly goes from 3% to 100 <laughs> In the hotel room, the girls and Mr. Randall all sigh with relief. Bullock's all, whew, that was a close one. Good thing we're in a heist caper comedy about us and not like, you know, true detective or something. Later in a mirror room, Helena's all, okay, Hathaway, ta-da, I'll put a necklace on ya. Gira. <laughs> Hathaway's all, I look huge. <laughs> Oh, wait, sorry, I was looking at your reflection. <laughs> also, when are you going to take your ape makeup off? <laughs> By the way, in the Nolan Batmans, me and Heath Ledger were both playing our Brokeback characters. So, shitloads of clues. The next day at a museum. Damn that Banksy, he defaced our Washington crossing the Delaware painting again. <laughs> Another guard's all. He also removed Teddy Roosevelt's mustache with tan spray paint. Hey, Rihanna, throw all these paintings away, okay? Rihanna puts the paintings in a trash bag, smirking, stupid art protectors. Meanwhile, a guy behind a desk is all, hmm, Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, resume looks good. Jewel thief. Hmm. And you want a job sitting at a table, staring at Anne Hathaway at the upcoming E3 gala. 
Lando's all, I pronounce it Gala. (laughs) (laughs) And Anne Hathaway. Bullock's all. Yeah. Um, also, my friend Kate Blanchett would like a job carrying yellow soup. Uh, <laughs> actually, stop the interview for a second. I want to have a flashback about my romance with the bearded guy. <laughs> Sandra, I just need you to sign this confession of embezzlement. <laughs> I'll explain later. By the way, in my country, the word Trump means... Sandra Bullock, you have the right to go to prison. In addition to your signature, we also have your boyfriend telling us all that footage of him on security cams where you wearing a beard and talking in a British accent. So, Sandra, no. (laughs) By the way, in Lando's country, the word Aquafina, later buy some water, blankets all, damn it, Sandra. You don't want to just make money. You want revenge on someone who annoyed you romantically. Oh, you've changed. Don't you know that only worked for Clooney's character every time in three previous movies? Look, Kate, I was in jail. Jail. (laughs) I would wish that on any female characters in this. Blanchett Salt. I don't know if there are fewer hackers than vodka or water with Russians. Meanwhile, at E3, Hathaway's all... And this is my puppet theater. (laughs) Although technically it's just a bunch of mannequins wearing necklaces behind some glass. I want to show these all off in a dark room during my soup dinner at E3 tomorrow night. (laughs) She gestures at the mannequins. Eventually one of the photographers takes a picture of his thumb. Thumb. (laughs) It goes viral. Later, in the mirror room... Look, Helena, isn't this fun? See, I need someone with a special magnet to take this necklace off my neck. My bras and shoes work the same way. Helena's all, hold on a second, I gotta take a picture of this. Wait for it all to turn blue. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> that night in the hotel room, Bullock's all, ugh, seriously? Magnets? What is this, Breaking Bad? Rihanna's all, I know a short friend who's black and also a magnet enthusiast. She's my sister or daughter. It's a bit unclear, like Ivanka. Although if she helps, it puts us back over eight again. (laughs) Later on a train, the magnet kid's all, here, I have a bunch of what you need right here in my backpack. Later. (laughs) But looks all, whew, good thing that character existed. That was suspenseful. We almost had to call up the rest of the movie because of a magnet subplot. You're welcome, women. Blanchett's all. By the way, in this franchise, both me and Brad Pitt are our Babel characters. Later, Sandra Bullock stands in a public bathroom at E3. Oh, Gary Ross. Stares at herself in the mirror and goes, Sandra, it's me. Hi. Yeah, hi. Good luck out there today. Thanks. Can we wrap this up? I really got to pee. Yeah, hang on a second. There's something I always wanted to tell myself. A toilet flushes from a stall behind her. An old man comes out with his pants down and starts washing his hands next to Sandra, clearing his throat a bunch of times while Sandra keeps staring at her reflection. Sandra keeps staring at herself as the old man beside her coughs and lights a cigarette. Finally, Sandra says to her reflection, and it's this. In Demolition Man, I wasn't acting. Also, I think I'm in the wrong restroom.
The old man holds up some metal and goes, hey, I think your necklace magnet rolled into my stall over there. Uh, I might have wiped with it after I listened to you talk for a while. Outside on a red carpet, Ryan Seacrest is all, yoo-hoo, Anne Hathaway, do you come with the necklace? Hathaway's all, this fucking magnet keeps sticking to my feelings. <laughs> Behind her bullocks all, oh, fuck, I didn't think there'd be this many cameras at a red carpet. Wow, what the Oh, look, audience. I just tripped over person Heidi Klum. Klum. <laughs> Heidi Klum's all. I'm insisting. I brought my own dialogue. Everybody walks upstairs to E3's main event, which, as usual, is French Revolution themed. In the kitchen, Kate Blanchett's all. Okay, let's go, people. I suddenly work here, by the way. Um, I need three Caesar salads and a hard-boiled egg on table 12. Stat. Oh, is that Anne Hathaway's yellow soup? I'll handle that. <sighs> Later at a banquet table. Hathaway's all. Mmm. Oh, you guys can get your food? Aw, I haven't eaten soup in three hours. Sorry, am I being rude? <laughs> so anyway, the Queen of England was all. Ms. Hathaway, you called that a curtsy? Fuck you. And I was all... <laughs> And I was all, she wretches, then gets up and runs to the women's restroom. Across the table from her, the Queen of England's all, my, what an atrocious woman. <laughs> a couple seats away, Bullock's all, take that beard. In a toilet stall, Hathaway's all, <laughs> oh, God, that soup tastes so good again. Oh, too soon. Rihanna pats her on the back and goes, there, there. She takes the necklace off, then hands it to the Asian girl who giggles and runs off and drops it into a different toilet with uh, fake vomit in it. Meanwhile, two busboys meet in the hallway, smirk at each other and start smoking pot. One's all, bro, we're in Ocean's 8. Blanchett's all, all right, back to work. You're all fired. Let's go, people. That's her character's role. Meanwhile, Mindy Kaling finds a third necklace in her suit. She goes into a closet and puts it in a drawer. <laughs> Meanwhile, some cops fret in the hallway and scowl at Anne Hathaway. She's all, necklace, schmeckless. I think my vomit's a little more important than your jobs. One's all, we'll have to clear the room. That way, whoever stole the necklace can get outside faster. The other one's all, clear the room. Do you know who's here? <sighs> Rich people can't be asked to stand and move around and go where directed, unless they're actors. Let me rephrase our situation in lingo that you, a fellow security guard, uh, might understand better. What if it was a Rembrandt? The second one's all, oh, fuck. I see what you mean now. Okay, everyone get outside, please. Just leave your stuff. Don't worry. There's a thief in the building. Should be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mindy Kaling finds a fourth necklace and some toilet water while the cops try to break down the door because they have to go also. <laughs> and have necklaces to drop in. Out in the banquet room, Blanchett suddenly raises yet a fifth necklace and goes, never mind, I found it. It's in the planner out here, uh, 600 feet away. Boy, that Hathaway sure vomits. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
the cops lower their guns and are all oh, fucking oceans movies. There's a bunch of shots of people walking around in evening wear drinking alcohol while Nancy Sinatra sings about how being a pedestrian is empowering. <laughs> I guess the rest of the banquet's uneventful. Afterwards, a cop sticks a monocle on his eye, stares at his six necklace, and goes, Oh my god, this one's made out of magnets. <laughs> the next day at Denny's, a blonde cop has lunch with Sandra Bullock. She's all, haha, you know I stole the necklace, and you also have Kate Blanchett and me on camera at the event, including her holding the fake necklace. But I'll give you a tenth of it back if you let me frame my British ex-boyfriend for ten tenths. The cops all, all right, got me. You know the law. (laughs) Nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. You are a new ex-con. You have too much power. I'm an idiot. You're too smart for me. Bullock and Blanchett have wine in the hotel room to celebrate winning most vomit in show at E3. Bullock's all, we did it. Period. Blanchett's all, I predict those bus boys won't be smoking weed in that hallway till next year. Suddenly, Anne Hathaway walks into the hotel room. <laughs> She's all, yeah, ha ha, make me vomit. All right. I know about bad acting, okay? Did you see Bride Wars? Bullock's all, look, Anne, I only tagged you for 150 mil so I could make my ex-boyfriend get sodomized in prison. <laughs> Hathaway's all, okay, I'll join you. Let's steal more of my jewelry. That night in Beard's apartment. Oh, Anne Hathaway, I see you invited yourself into my apartment by turning the doorknob. (laughs) By the way, in my country, the word knob means she slaps him so he has sex with her. Then he's all, by the way, I really enjoyed your work as Velma in the Scooby-Doo films. Speaking of which, in my country, the word shag means she handcuffs him to his bed, then plants a necklace in his closet and calls the cops and leaves. <laughs> Someone handcuffed on a bed doesn't look framed. Some cops walk in, find Beard handcuffed to his bed, draw guns and go, you're under arrest for having sex with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Damn. When I get out of prison, I shall treat Sandra Bullock's character with more respect and be attentive to her needs. Everybody relaxes in a hotel room while Bullock makes them all watch another PowerPoint. <laughs> Rihanna's all, hey, I thought you said we were going to make $30 million each, but if you have nine-tenths of a necklace, that only comes out to $29,999,000. <laughs> Bullock's all. Actually, for some reason I didn't tell you guys before, we also somehow stole all the necklaces off Hathaway's mannequin collection. Here's some flashbacks. Wait, I thought I was at the table during this. Well, anyway, we robbed all those necklaces from Hathaway, too. It's later, but I guess the cops still haven't noticed yet. Hathaway's all. Nice! You could say it as a coincidence. She doesn't know you. She still thinks it's a cool word. Bullock and Blanchett get bored and leave the others to go sit by some water and pretend to drink wine. Blanchett's all, just out of curiosity, if you and Clooney were such criminal masterminds, how come you didn't just break out of prison? Bullock's all, ah, 
That's one final twist I forgot to mention. She snaps her fingers. Some bars shut. Cops snap handcuffs on her and Blanchett lead them off to the electric chair. Blanchett's all, what? The end. <laughs> Whoa. All right. That got dark. Yeah. Well, it's, too. it's well, they want to make more. It's like the Empire Strikes Back of the. Uh, ah, I see. You're right. Yeah, yeah. sure. The Rogue Ooh, that's One. dark. That's dark. Come on. Just for opsis about vomit and farting. Dude. Whoa. What? Just became Ocean Six. Oh, wait. Because two. Oh, I see. Because of the cops. Right. right. Sorry. All right, uh, I this I'll go first. This was a, a flat, lifeless chore. My over and under are also inept, poorly made heist movies. Uh, I would put Logan Lucky over this because at least some of the cast members in Logan Lucky seemed like they were enjoying themselves, and it was slightly, just ever so slightly infectious at times. Uh, this had no no such luck. It had nothing. Was like it that a Soderbergh Gary Ross thing? Is that what you're saying? No, Maybe? just just heist movies that I think aren't very good. I I mean I. Yeah, Logan Lucky I didn't think was very good, uh, but like I said, at least I enjoyed watching some of the cast. This wasn't very good, but I didn't really enjoy watching anyone in the cast in this one. And then below this, another one where I not only didn't watch anyone enjoying the cast, but I really hated how it sidelined Lizzie Kaplan, uh, was Now You See Me – Now You See Me 2? Is that what it was two. called? Yeah. yeah, it was a sequel to that, Oof. so I think that was worse than this uh, because – at least this didn't try to, you know, it didn't sideline someone like Lizzie Kaplan. It, it kind of sidelined all of them. It was uh, funnier, though. I think that was funnier than this movie. Now you see me, too? I don't, I don't, I mean. It's really, James Franco? Come on, the plane? What? what That's plane? funnier than this. Remember at the end where uh, the, I forget who they're ripping off, but they're on a plane and they all pretend they're to jump out of the plane. Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, he's the beard. And then... They all jump out of the plane, and then some walls come down, and then an audience claps because they were watching all that. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> come on. And, and that yeah. elevates it above Ocean's 8. I'm saying Ocean's 8 isn't anything <laughs> that stupid in it, and therefore isn't as good. Like, Ocean's 8's like, this is a serious heist movie. I this see, right. This happened. This is well, then, Kelly Wan, what are your over and under, then? Um... Here's the thing. I think this is lame and stupid, um, but I didn't really like the old Oceans movies either. And what I was thinking, the reason this sucks is because none of these characters are interesting. Like Sandra Bullock and Kate, Kate Blanchett's character, is it? She, like they don't even have the quirks that the – like Brad Pitt, I remember he eats a lot. Isn't that his funny thing? Jeez, oh, he's eating constantly in every scene That's he's eating something. Right, but they didn't even give these girls – like, they don't do anything. But then I thought, wait, who else besides Brad Pitt's eating even has a shtick in the old ones? So then I thought, maybe – I don't know. It's just – I don't really like the genre. I don't like heist movies that aren't suspenseful. Like, you know they're not going to get caught. And um, it seems like they're not even close to – there's no suspense in this. There's no, like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, it's all kind of shitty – predictable bullshit that looks like an Oceans movie, like fan fiction. And, and even those movies are good. But my over is, uh, there's a movie called How to Beat the High Cost of Living that came out in the 70s, and it was kind of like this. It was like Jane Curtin, yeah, St. Yeah. James, and I forget who the third chick was all of a sudden. But I liked it because they were normal idiots, and they were ripping off like a lottery Powerball or something. And so that was more interesting to me than like, the ex-con. That's, that's a good call, yeah. 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 And I think 
There's a scene in it where Jane Curtin distracts a crowd by taking her shirt off. Right, right. I remember that. But it was a body double. There's also the one where she gets pulled over by a cop and he says, tell me one I haven't heard. And she says, and I don't think I ever got this. I'm still not, I'm, I'm not sure I still, I, I get it now. Uh, he pulls her over and says, tell me one I haven't heard. And she says, Superman can't get it down. Huh. I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't. Do you remember that line from how to beat the high cost of living? Killing no, me? I'm trying to get it. I'm thinking yeah. about it. Have to say, well, what's a movie? What's a movie that's not as good as Ocean's 8? He's never hard. Is that why the red? I mean, Martha Kent made she stitched the cod piece too, didn't she? She made something for her son's dick. I don't anyway. know that there's a cod piece, and Superman doesn't wear is a cod piece. Part? Do you know what a cod piece is, Kelly Wand? Not Google, really. Google cod piece one day. All right, his thong, <laughs> his loin cloth. We don't know what he's wearing under that. Yeah, there could be like a. Oh, all right, well, Kelly Wan, wow. I need to know a movie that's not quite as good as Ocean's 8. I've heard you tell me one that's better. What's one that's my not un- as good? Yeah. My under is uh, my under's Logan Lucky um, wow. because yeah. there's a scene in it where a kid sings and the whole crowd uh, joins in, and that's uh-huh. more annoying to me than anything in Ocean's 8. I don't like – like, hey, these – a kid's singing. Oh, we want them to rip off the horse race or whatever the fuck it is. All right. Um but yeah, Ocean's 8's dumb. But at least it has – the one thing – my other under should be Ghostbusters because that didn't, movie didn't even have jokes in it. And you this can only have like, one under. You only get okay, one Logan under. Okay, Logan Lucky. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. So Dingus, what is an over and under and uh, how much did you like or not like Ocean's 8? All right, my over is uh, not closely bracketed. I, I would put sneakers over this movie. Um I just really liked the movie Sneakers. Uh, I hated this. I, th- I thought it was terrible. But uh, I just wanted to bring up Sneakers because I like the movie Sneakers. Uh, I think it's a little draggy and it's got some problems to it. Um, but I like it nonetheless. Uh, under this, I would put the movie Heist. Because <laughs> I like bringing up the movie Heist. <laughs> Dingus. That's why they call it Heist. Okay. <laughs> Exactly right. Heist is your um, under for Ocean's 8. I just want to clarify your position here because yep. I'm a little bit in shock, and I didn't think this could happen on this podcast. That's why they call it Heist, as you said. Cute as um, baby, Dingus. I, I just think this is, the, this is the dumbest possible way you could have made this movie um, to turn – to turn your Me Too movie moment into a, well, guys all get to steal cash or a Fabergé egg or yeah. go after revenge. Girls, we're going to have you guys steal necklaces. I mean, come on, you guys. What is wrong with you? Have them have them do something cool. And, like and by the way, Marcus. they don't look – I mean, Sandra Bullock looks weird in this. Uh, she's supposed to be pardoned from her jail looks time. like Michael Jackson at the end. Um, so I really couldn't stand this movie. I thought it was, I thought it was slapdash and, and just lifeless. I think Tom already said that. Uh, and I, I don't even understand. I, I don't understand any of the whole idea of like Danny being dead and, and um, any of the motivation. It, it's just her to get back at this guy. Um, at least when, uh, when Danny Ocean is doing the things that he's doing, he's in the, in the first movie or the, the remake. Um, he's winning back his wife. Uh, he's right. not just taking revenge on somebody. He's winning back his wife. 
and that's kind of the that's kind of the deal and they, and they joke about that in this movie um wait is this about what? a guy uh so that kind of worked uh, i thought actually like i like that reversal in this like i got it yeah it was more confusing i thought Clooney was going to turn up alive at the end as because that seemed like the kind of twist in this but i like that she was sure her ulterior motive was similar to Clooney's, but like the opposite of it i kind of like that yeah, I, yeah. but anyway i just thought I it was poor i just i i didn't think it was I didn't think it did anything in, innovative, uh, and I, and I, I've seen I saw the other one, two, three, four movies. Um, it's almost a worse Bechdel in a way. <laughs> it, it is. It really is. It really is. So no, yeah, I didn't like it. Some. it. Yeah. But it's not right. a Bechdel movie, is it? I mean, uh, I, I think they're definitely trying to bring uh, you know it's that the ghostbusters approach they're they're trying to do something that, i mean you can tell by some of the dialogue there there's the bit where sandra bullock says somewhere there's a eight-year-old girl who has a dream of being a criminal and uh i i want to i, I want that girl to embrace that dream or whatever she says and there's the bit too where they talk about you know now we want people to ignore us we've been ignored i mean i think it, they really are expecting this to be not necessarily a bechdel movie but something that's empowering for for women i mean they're certainly marked they're certainly marketing it that way, and I certainly think that they feel that they've written it that way. Uh, right. That's the thing. I think I think it's a good idea, but it's bad execution. But oh, like sure, it. sure. Right. I mean, the problem with it isn't isn't what it's trying to do. The problem is it's a bad movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But making an ocean's love movie with girls is a great idea. This one's just not very well executed. Right. Right. And and I, I think there's definitely you know there's something to be said there about making one too like, like heist movies have been traditionally dude centric and right because they're kind of a, a subgenre of action movies in a way right. uh and i i love the idea i mean there have been heist movies like what is an entrapment kind of a heist movie where Catherine mm -hmm. zeta jones i mean they they put yeah. women in heist movies and that's they've certainly had their parts in them but uh yeah i like this idea of trying to make one that's specifically about women and addresses it from the perspective of women but like dingus said it, this is kind of it it's just weird pandering like she steals yeah. makeup and there's they're going for jewelry and they yeah. don't want a himbo on the team i mean it just really feels uh just just poorly thought out and cheap um not nuanced yeah yeah and again the main the problem is it's just not good i respect what it's trying to do and it deserves it's like guys ideas in a pitch but hey, this is what they should do. Um, yeah, I mean, D D Dingus wasn't one of the scriptwriters. A woman, though, Milch, what, uh, Deborah Milch. What, there was, there's a female name on the, the scriptwriters, right, Dingus? Yeah, yeah, it's Olivia Milch. Olivia Milch, yeah, yeah. So you, you know, they've it's got a woman's name on the the writing credits, but uh, yeah, she I, also I, I think, wrote a movie called Dude. What's Dude about, Dingus? I have no idea. I just know <laughs> that she wrote a movie called Dude. All is right, that well, the Netflix she thing? She also directed that movie, by the way. All right. What'd you say? Is that the Tell Netflix it? thing? I, I honestly didn't look up past the just looking at the word dude. Okay. Uh, I think one of the issues with this too is uh, the casting. Um, yep. it, it really does feel like there, there's no – and this is one of the reasons too that I prefer Logan Lucky is I, I don't think anyone's really connecting with anyone else. I don't think anyone's yeah. really on board with what they're doing. Everybody just seems to be showing up, and, and the main problem is – 
uh, Sandra Bullock is no George Clooney. You can Ugh. maybe get away with this sort of thing if your lead has that sort of suave sex appeal and cool, calm, brooding quality. Like if you if you want if if you have someone in your lead who's just really pleasurable to look at, easy on the eyes, and really laid back and relaxed into it, it can work. And I think Sandra Bullock's trying to do that here, but it doesn't work. She just she's way miscast. She's way missed cast, and she can't carry a heist movie as the super laid-back, sexy heist leader. Genius heart. Yeah, no. she's, yeah. Sandra Bullock's a sweetheart that we worry for. Yeah, we don't want to go, yeah. oh, like, that's, all, that's why gravity yeah. works, is you're like, oh, I don't want Sandra Bullock to die. But she like, doesn't have that kind of con man charisma, the, the kind of thing that you would, like, entrust your life to in that way. I mean, she's funny. And she's pretty, but she's, she doesn't have that kind of charisma like Tom's talking about that George Clooney has. It just and occurred I, to me it might have been good if she'd played it, it to her, her type, like her, the way she scams people is by acting like Sandra Bullock. Like, I'm, su- I'm too sweet to be believed as a criminal. Like that's her shtick in the movie, maybe. Right. So well, I, I think – I mean I, I think maybe – and she just seemed completely uninterested, and, and certainly her part was written to not give her anything. But I think maybe Kate Blanchett could have been able to pull that off. Yeah, I think sure. right. uh, yeah. But uh, she wasn't given that. She was basically given the, hey, I'm pretty Brad Pitt funny sidekick supportive character, which there was really Boring. nothing like that. Yeah, boring. really boring. Yeah, boring. And I, I you know, if you, if no I edge. will forget it, within a within a couple of weeks, I will have forgotten that Kate Blanchett was even in this. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's that's how little she registered for me yeah. in terms of what she got to do. Yeah, I wonder it's if not, it was. Wait, was Tilda Swinton in this? Oh, just, oh, who's who was in this? I don't right. Know. Yeah, I will remember to her credit. I mean, and this is one of these things too, where it's mainly just because the movie is so boring. I just was so happy to just be reminded how uh, funny and engaging Helena Bonham Carter can be. Not oh, necessarily because this movie gave her a showcase for it, but because there were a few moments I was like, "Oh yeah, she's really funny." You know, she's yeah. she's. I need to. I want to see more Helena Bonham Carter movies now. Uh, there were just a few moments where she kind of had a little bit of a spark to her that nobody else in the movie could quite muster. That she knew did. she was in a comedy, like she knew what the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kelly, that's a good way of putting it. And yeah. she's a little goofy, which is really nice. I mean, yeah. it's a nice touch that she – and she's not worried about the way she looks. She's not worried about the way she comes across. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, and it's she's not afraid to be goofy or to, or to appear a little bit untoward. She doesn't care about that. Right, yeah, and that helps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have one uh, writer-inner, uh, Chris Markinson, who uh, who really wishes that they'd given Mindy Kaling more. So why? What does he say? I mean, I, I, Marcus, and I guess he can't answer that question, but you guys answer. Like, what, what's the deal with Mindy Kaling? I, I never would have guessed from this movie that she was anyone who should be given more to do. Well, what he says is uh, she's got some good comedy chops and needs to be doing more than just cutting a necklace apart. Yeah. And, uh, and she is hilarious on the American office. I know you don't like that, sh- that show. Because oh. um, people keep telling me where she's from, and I forget that's what it is. Tom, she's your yeah. colleague. She's your old colleague. You should have recused yourself. <laughs> she's she's very funny. She's Kelly she's Kapoor. Got weird, like yeah. She's got this weird sort of uh, neurotic character that she plays. Yeah, because uh, she's constantly going after the uh, the other guy Ryan. Um, Ryan Howard. And he started the fire, Dingus. What? Oh yes, he did. That's right. Because he he misused the microwave. Or the there was one. There was one where those two characters fought, and there was like a 
like a write up of the episode, and they were like, and his name is Ryan Howard, and her name is Kelly Kapoor, and someone was like, boy, uh, Kelly and Ryan, their last name is spelled Kapow. You've been reading Variety lately, Kelly Wong? <laughs> what a reach. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Because I, 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 I would have never guessed from this movie that she's got good comedic instincts. There just was nothing. There, there's a brief moment where she's explaining uh, – where, where Aquafine is explaining swiping left and right to her. And I was like, oh, that, this, let's have more of that. And then we got nothing else like that. She's um, not yeah. in it much. So uh, Markinson's right. Like there's nothing she could have done. In three well, even Rihanna, like I know that, I, you know, we know from right. uh, Valerian and I'm the one on this podcast who's seen Battleship the most times. Rihanna <laughs> is, is funny. Like I, Rihanna's good. And I would get no sense of that from this. You know what the problem is, is like in Ocean's Eleven, all their different characters had different roles and their characters were sort of linked to those, like what they were going to do on the assignment. And in this, they're all just kind of like quick with their hands and so they have nothing to build from maybe well that's a good point kelly because i can't think of any i mean i guess mindy kayleen's character is supposed to know jewelry or yeah like i don't know why and and what does aquafina's whole three card monty thing nothing does that help her because you're absolutely right when asian guy who was tiny and when you have the opening the first act of a heist movie where you're getting the band together yeah. It explains why each person is there, is and there's the some there's a payoff for it. And I don't, I, now that you mention it, Kelly, I don't think that ever really got done here, did it? No, and it's that's what sucks about that's what's stupid about the movie to me is like it didn't even bother to do that, and that would have helped those that would have helped all those actresses understand their roles better. Like, what do I do yeah. for a living? Like that would have given them something to anchor. Because even Sarah Paulson's bit about her being a housewife yeah, and uh, and fencing stolen goods and telling her husband it's from eBay, I'm like, okay, that's some cool setup, but I don't think that ever pays off, does it? No, no. Does she? I mean, what's her? Is she the computer one? <laughs> the computer one, and it's so I this is I just kind of resent that, like. The, the whole, okay, someone's magically going to hack any issue out of the way. Like, that just yeah. is yeah. so tiresome. Let's get a kid. Yeah, Isn't exactly, that? exactly. Kids, no computers. Well, yeah, they're so thing. precocious these days with technology, aren't they? <laughs> good thing Sandra Bullock knew that character's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, so, yeah. It's so boring. Why is it so boring? It could be good. Like, I'm just thinking of how to make the movie better right now in so many ways. It'd be so easy and cheap and fun. Uh, I, I really just think it needs good writing and it needs better casting. I mean, mainly just good good writing. I mean, it's just it's yeah. a terrible script. It's just uh, it's just let's plug a couple of women's terms and a female cast into a, a tired, uninspired heist formula. And by the way, the whole yeah. I I was kept waiting for this. Like the formula for a heist movie, you get the people together. The heist goes wrong. Something, wrong. something right. screws up the heist, or yes. someone double crosses someone else, right. or there's some long con that we don't see until the end. And right. the twist here is, oh, we we stole more than we, we thought. <laughs> yeah, we stole more than we've told you about in the exposition. And, and I, I, oh my, that, that's the whole thing. Is that what the do you point get of the heist? 
the point of a heist movie is the 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 money you're stealing is a MacGuffin. The audience doesn't care. The audience only cares in as much as the characters care. So if you tell me that the MacGuffin is worth twenty instead of ten, I don't care. That means nothing to me. That is such. That is such. Add a a zero, Tom. It's yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. If instead of a ten, it's a hundred. That's such a fundamental screw up of the formula for a heist movie. And I was waiting for some kind of payoff. And when the payoff is just math, I was like, what? What a horrible thing to do to this poor heist movie that's already bad. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, Dingus, what would you do? Want to have any of the women appear to be bad guys? Even I, it, so, yeah. yeah. How did we feel about the whole Anne Hathaway? I mean, I guess that was a twist, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and she was playing an unlikable character, which was made her more interesting than most of them. Because, like Dingus is, I think he says, like they're they're not criminals, and they don't act hard or like shifty. You know what I mean? They're too. There's no edge to any of them. They're really. Sandra bored. Bullock's trying. She's yeah, trying she to get. Trying. Yeah, yeah, she's trying to look hard and edgy and a con. And boy, life in 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 prison is tough. It hardened me. And she's doing this for revenge. That's what I think of when I think Sandra Bullock is revenge. Oh, you. Well, that's kind of a pandering thing, too, isn't it? Is that it's about getting the boyfriend back. Yeah. That, that she harbored that the boyfriend had such an impact on her. That's that's a little. Hey, women, don't you? Wouldn't it be cool if you robbed so much of necklaces and frame him for it? Uh, my definition uh, of a chick flick. I, I love movies that are about women's issues, and I love movies with powerful female characters. But I use chick flick dismissively for movies that because they don't really interest me, and I understand their role. Yeah. But for me, a chick flick is a movie about how men will always fail you it, it, from the perspective of women. And that you know, if that's what women want to watch in a movie, there's a kind of a comfort food in that, and that's fine. Uh, that's what I would describe as a chick flick. That's a fundamental part of chick flicks. Uh, Thelma and, and and for this, well, Thelma and Louise has got more to it than that, uh, because Thelma and Louise has, uh, th- th- well, they're they well, never mind. Thelma and Louise has chick flick elements, but I wouldn't dismissively describe it as a chick flick because it's got more than that. Like it's an, right. it's legitimately trying to empower women in a unique way that chick flicks don't really do. Um, yeah. And, and this, this whole thing about Sandra Bullock's motivation smacks to me of what I'm dismissive about in chick flicks is it all comes down to men will fail you. And that that might be true for some women, and that might be something that's helpful for uh, women to hear in their storytelling. But I, I just think that it's such a tedious thing to make your main character's motivation about. Uh, it really is, especially since you know he's basically supposed to be playing, I guess – kind of the Julia Roberts role, but he just doesn't have any spark whatsoever. Uh, he's not an interesting character. He doesn't really pop off the screen at he's all. He's not supposed to. I mean, he's an antagonist. Like, we want him, oh, I hope he gets his. Like, you're not supposed well, to like but him. But how cool would it have been for there to be a reversal at the end where it turns out that he was part of the whole thing and then he's gay or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're, that's true. Where there's where, where there's something where the there's heist. some other element where there's a third layer to the joke. I mean that was like that's she my went to part of their long con together. <laughs> and right. Really right. Yes, exactly. You know th- that's long been my complaint about where Saturday Night Live has gone over the last several years is is there there's no third layer to the joke. There's just oh yeah, hey he's he's a copy guy. He makes copies and he sings about it. That's funny. I, yeah. I'm copying things. That's the joke. That's it. There's no other layer to the joke. David I mean, S. Pumpkins is good. There should be there should be more layers to this, and and Tom's absolutely right about that about the the fact that there's no reversal other than hey we got more money than we thought 
yay, and look, it's all in the fridge. I mean, come I, on. I think I disagree with Tom, though, on the idea that making a movie about men always failing you is necessarily tedious. Like, I think that's a valid... What's you a chick flick that you like? What's, what's a movie like that that you to like? I think. Uh, Thoroughbreds. <laughs> <laughs> So you're not you can't answer it because there isn't. I mean, I, the thing is that those, those aren't movies that speak to us. Uh, and I, I guess it, like which are ones that are because. Well, the thing is, like, I think of a. a, a do you guys know? A, I'm not being facetious here because I really like this movie. Do you guys know In Her Shoes? The yeah. Tony Collette and Cameron Diaz. And Cameron Curtis Diaz. Directed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like that, and it's not just about how men always fail us. It's about the difficulty of their the sisters' relationships along the way. Sure, men are jerks and fail them, uh, but that's not the fundamental part of the movie. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, I some I don't know if I would. I think that twenty eight kind of days later, from uh, that kind of excuses it from being a chick flick in a way for me. Uh, uh, give me time. It's a good question. I think I can. How about- uh, Blue Jasmine, would that be? That's what I, I think that was about mental illness, though. Yeah, she's, yeah, really she's, that, yeah. she's yeah. a she's the worst of the lot. She's the biggest issue. It's almost because, a guy's like You know, and the thing is, like, like I really and I, I unironically enjoy, and we talked about this on the bus three by three, Hot Pursuit, which is a, a movie just about two. It's a, it's a wacky buddy comedy, and the leads are two women, and it doesn't make a whole big deal about. You know, it doesn't have to about women's issues or whatever because it's not trying to do that. It's just two women who are funny, who work well together in a comedy. And I think a lot of people would wrongly think of Hot Pursuit uh, as a chick flick. Oh, well, you know, talking about Sandra Bullock, I mean, you also like The Heat a lot. Well, exactly. The Heat is another great example of that. And it's, yeah, it's two women who are funny, who work well together. And yeah, and it's, that's another good example, Dingus, absolutely. Well, um, I mean, Michelle. Don't know that one as well. Jennifer Aniston and the Phoebe or whatever her Lisa, name is. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Kudrow. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Mira Servino. It's Mira Servino. Oh, right. Okay. I was close. Yeah. Uh, but I – so I do want to talk about the, the – Nine to five. Nine to five. Nine to five. Uh, well, nine to five is more – again, I, I think that's more about like women empowering themselves. The thing about that, what I'm talking about with men always fail you is it's content to leave women in the position of – of being victimized and oh, just I let see. down by by men, um, but nine to five is very much and same with Thelma and Louise. It's very much about empowering women and flipping the script uh, rather than just saying, "Oh, men suck. Let's stick together." And I'm even thinking, and maybe I don't know these movies well enough. Like, is Mystic Pizza like that, or or that Travel and Pants they Sisterhood all movie? They want to fall in love. That's the thing. A lot of these movies are like the, they want the men to like them, so they don't. Right away, it's what you're talking about. But I think what I'm trying to say is, I think it's a valid. You can go into a movie going, I want all the men in this. I want all the men characters to be lame in this, <laughs> right? And all the women characters to be awesome. I think that's possible. Sure, and sure. Valid. Well, that's what happens like, in like Thelma and Louise. I mean, in Thelma and Louise, the the men do constantly let them down or or double cross them, but it becomes more about them being on the lamb and. And acting like uh, and and coming into their own as criminals. I mean, and finding liberation in that way, than it is about. I mean, it, it's it's obviously about the different men that fail them. You know, from Brad Brad Pitt to uh, you know 
who's the uh, who's the guy from Reservoir Dogs? Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen, yeah. Who's who who are constantly failing them? Um, but it, it, it Tom's right. It does uh, it does rise above that because it becomes another movie. Yeah. So uh, how do we feel about so Anne Hathaway uh, being a bad guy and then like <laughs> I, I wonder and and then deciding to bond with them and having and needing female friends. That's what you're talking about. That's more pandering. Yeah, that kind of felt like she's a woman too. Women together, no women antagonists in Ocean's Eight. So Markinson really liked, uh, really, really. He said he really, really liked Anne Hathaway in this. He says, "I suspect this was the kind of part where she could have she could have a bit of fun um, with the role by getting to play obnoxious and at times dumb." Yeah. Uh, Okay. I I will say uh, that I definitely agree with this movie that Anne Hathaway has a tremendous neck. (laughs) (laughs) We knew that. I'm not sure I did until the movie called attention to it. I I didn't pay attention to her neck. She's got an amazing neck. Beautiful thing of beauty. I've always paid attention to it. I mean, you know, she's got a great smile, but I just I wouldn't pay attention to that neck. All right. I also yeah, think I she's got great comic timing. I mean, I think she's good. Yeah. Uh, I just think that the character's dumb. I mean, I like the actress characters in general. I think they're funny as shit. So it, I'm kind of an easy room. And I thought she was convincing. <laughs> so, yeah. I agree with all of you. We so, say, Dink- so, Dingus, the guy, the little Columbo character, that, that, that guy, yep. he, played, he played one of the dwarfs in the Hobbit movies? The little Columbo character? They call him Little Columbo. His name was uh, what, James Corden? I can't remember. No, no. James Corden was the investigator. I'm talking about yeah. the boyfriend, Richard Armitage. Oh, okay. Oh, that was Richard Armitage? Yeah. Ew. Well, first of all, he's not Thorin. He's the character from the Tornado movie. Wait, isn't he in that Tornado movie? <laughs> Into the Storm, bro. About. Yeah, with Matt Walsh and the Titan, that, that Tornado truck that they drive around. Isn't he in that? He's the, the in, Into the Storm, right? Kelly knows. Movie yeah, yeah, he's in that, but he's he's also Thorin. What have we seen him in though that he was really good? I forget. Okay, well, I Keep I, <laughs> I, I liked uh, I liked that James Corden guy, the the investigator. Uh, yeah, yeah, up. he was good. James Corden uh, was good. Yeah. I have no idea what he's from. I looked him up, and he's got a bunch of Emmys, so I think he's like a musical theater guy. But he he was finally like, there's one moment where, and I wish that the other parts in this movie had been allowed to do this, where he's talking to Beard, as Kelly Wan calls him, and he says, why would the man who has everything, you've got two of these, why would you steal something? Like, he made that one moment his own. He referenced the little props on stage. I don't know if that was improv, if that was written in there, but I felt like I was actually seeing the actor owning a scene. Like hmm. he should have, and yeah. nobody else in the movie ever did that. And it's really sad that it takes a totally ancillary, obligatory investigator character to <laughs> finally add that in the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think he doesn't he have a talk show or something? Isn't that? I mean, he has this like karaoke oh. in in a car show where he gets in a car with a, a celebrity and they sing karaoke. That would make sense. He's certainly a very exuberant fellow and I uh I would enjoy watching him just hang out and talk with people. So, yeah. So, uh Chris, so Chris's point about him is um and you you kind of touch on this in the way you describe his character as an, I think he said ancillary. Um yep. he said he, he liked James Corden but shouldn't his part have been cut out completely. <laughs> and, I don't know. I like how he acts like uh he's been in the movie the whole time. <laughs> 
yeah, it's me. Remember it's so that's top. what I mean, Kelly Wan, about really owning a scene. Is that yeah, exactly? That's good. a great way to describe it. Yeah. It's, I've yeah. been here all along. Obviously, this is. Yeah. I'm not going to waste your time with setup for my. <laughs> You've seen me before. It's Thursday. I'm investigating. Uh, he acted like he'd been in all the Oceans movies. He's like, all right. I actually wondered, Kelly Wand, because I don't remember any, and I don't, I don't remember know. anything about George Clooney being dead. But I wondered, oh well, he must be from. This must be a he cameo is, from an yeah. earlier movie. But I, I had no yeah. idea if that's true. But I certainly thought that. Uh, There's nobody in this movie. Uh, who's supposed to be antagonistic to what they're doing uh, with any uh, sense of presence that Andy Garcia has in the, in the right. first couple of movies. Yeah. Um, tension, tension. Yes. So, uh, so for Marcus and he, he said it reminded him and you guys brought up Logan Lucky uh, where the movie should have ended 15 minutes sooner. Oh yeah, that's true. He, said that, he, re- he realized it was needed for a frame job. And who was the FBI chick? Nave Campbell in the at the end, where she she she's doing what James Corden's doing. Was it Nev Campbell? Lucky. I thought it was someone else. In what? I might be wrong. In, in Logan, Logan Lucky, Lucky it's like Clea Duvall. Was it Clea? Isn't it Clea Duvall? Maybe. You see what you want to see, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's really weird. Is they? That's right. They bring in the detective at the the eleventh yeah. hour, and I thought it was like Clea Duvall or someone. You might be right. right. Yeah. Uh, but this was this. I didn't get because she's smiling knowingly, and then they cut to uh, Adam Driver's arm on another booth, and then the movie ends, and I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, she yeah. knows, or she's having sex with Adam Driver, and she's on the scam, <laughs> or she's going to arrest him. I don't get this. Kelly Wan, write, write your own fan fiction. That's what, yeah, uh, that's what you do with the end of a living life. Gary Ross did. <laughs> I don't know. I feel unqualified to critique this movie because I didn't like the old Oceans movies. I find them annoying. Well, I don't you didn't I like mean, any of them? I only saw the first one, and I like it kind of, and then the or I got what it was, and the characters are kind of like. You mean the first Soderbergh one? Yeah, I don't like the old old one. Okay. Boy, the old really, one is bad. It's, it's really so boring. What's wrong with it, Dingus? What's wrong with it? Come on, it's a classic. What's wrong with it? No, it's, it's just not. It's it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible they just movie. Drive around. It's just shots of them spurking and smiling. It's worse and, than this. And drinking it's and a, smoking. They're not they're not doing anything for the whole they're movie. The heist is the yeah. only good thing about the movie is the end where they lose they lose. I mean, that's the cool thing about that movie. Oh, uh-huh. Wow, they, okay. lo- they lose all the money because uh, where they hid the uh, where they hid their ill-gotten uh, booty um, in uh, in the casket with a corpse, uh, the widow is um, convinced to cr- to do- go ahead and do a cremation in Vegas <laughs> instead of having it shipped back to where they want it to be shipped back so they can get all their money back. Their money gets burned. Yep. Oh, and that's so hilarious. Just- it, the the final shot of the movie, I think, is them just sort of walking down the sidewalk, kind of looking despondent. <laughs> that's oh, what a bunch of losers! <laughs> All right, then yeah. it's my over for this because that's actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the 60s thing. Is like you always lose the money, like Mad 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 World. They lost the money. Yeah. Uh, but they're all terrible in it. It's just, oh my god, it's just yeah. a horrible, horrible movie. It's horribly paced. It's just a bunch of guys sitting around talking about nothing and uh, yes, it's terrible. Uh, but but Ocean's Eleven, it made me appreciate Soderbergh so much more because Ocean's Eleven, 
the one he made, I think is a really good movie and it's really delightful to watch. And it's one of these movies that I can return to again and again and just enjoy. I mean, I enjoy the things that uh, Casey Affleck and uh, what's his name? Scott Kahn. Is that the kid? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> are, are, are these brothers who are constantly uh, having a sibling rivalry about things that pays off at the end and, um, Don I remember this scene. playing the uh, this weird uh, English character who knows how to blow things up, you know, who's basically the Sammy Davis Jr. See? character, I guess. Um, but uh, I, I really, really do like Ocean's Eleven. This I remember the scene where uh, Clooney and Brad Pitt are sitting at a bar, and Clooney's like, I think we need one more guy. You think we need one more guy? And Brad Pitt's just sitting there staring into space. He doesn't even move the whole shot. <laughs> Clooney's all, you think we need one more guy? Okay, we want one more guy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Even Ocean's Twelve, as dumb as it is, as, as much as it feels like, it, as much as it feels like the 1960 version, where they they just went to Italy to hang out together and like cobble together a movie, and got is it Vincent Cassell into it to do the dance sequence. Um, I haven't seen it. it. Julia Roberts it looks still like Julia Roberts. Spark. Yeah, Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts, and Bruce Willis as Bruce Willis. Uh, it's it. it, it like movie, even, even the 13 one has they all have a spark to them and there's just no spark to this right no it's one really frustrating to, it's very dispirited but i blame gary ross because he uh i remember the only gary ross movie i think i've seen is hunger games and i remember all the shaky cam in that and going how do you fuck up this movie so it's like he can well, ruin pleasant it. pleasantville wasn't a bad movie mm, i remember liking pleasantville the black and white movie? Or the, yeah. you know, black it's only movie. partly black and white, Kelly Wand. Yeah. Like Wizard of Oz? Yeah. I remember never, liking a lot of that it. movie. Um, but his movies are very, like, Ron Howardy. I mean, they just have this weird, this weird sort of sanitized feel to them. The thing is, that's yeah. just cruel. That's below the belt. Sorry. That's uncool. What a great time to invoke Ron Howard's name. <laughs> As the well, development goes into its worst <laughs> solo. Oh. Well, I, I think that I thought of that because Markinson said that much like Solo, he wanted to like this more than he did. I went in a little hostile and going, wait, maybe it'll win me over like Bridesmaids did. I didn't want to see Bridesmaids. What the fuck am I seeing Bridesmaids for? And I was like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. All these characters are super fleshed out and hilarious. And then Ocean's 8. Boy, you know, th- Kelly, that's a great th- that's a great link up because they should have just made this just made Bridesmaids, a heist movie. That's an ocean. Yeah, you're right. That's a group of people. <laughs> well, you guys didn't might appreciate. Uh, in actually, this should have been my over. Uh, uh, Pitch Perfect was was great. Pitch Perfect Two was terrible. Pitch Perfect Three was terrible, but it was an international spy heist movie. <laughs> the uh, the acapellas. Yeah, they go on. It turns out that Rebel Wilson's dad is John Lithgow, a super spy, and they go overseas for an acapella competition and get caught up in like espionage and intrigue and action. And there's a bomb on a yacht. And uh, so it, it's like, <laughs> hey, what are we going to do with Pitch Perfect now? OK, let's make an action movie. And it's terrible. It's awful. Wait, you make it sound awesome. Why? What did I say that made it sound awesome? All of uh, this- a bomb on a yacht in a movie about singing girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I will say, let's see. Uh, what, there's always the bad guy acapella groups in Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, Ruby Rose is, I think, is she the country singer? But she's a super badass, like a uh, bad girl acapella chick. 
um, in Pitch Perfect 3. But and she's she, on the yacht. No, no, the yacht. Is, she's one of the competing acapella groups. They're there for a competition at like an army base to entertain the troops. And there's a bunch of different kinds of singers. And I think the Ruby Rose is like a like a country acapella singer. Maybe she's like the grunge rock or whatever. Um, but no, they, they meet all these people and then they go off and have their adventure. Uh, but well, it's, what's it's, the boat? Uh, the the boat they get kidnapped by uh, white slavers. They're going to – not necessarily white, by slavers. They're going to be sold into slavery. Like and, uh, uh, the Amy Schumer thing. Snatched. Uh, I think so, yeah. Either that or maybe they're just going to get murdered. Yeah, I think they're going to be sold off into slavery and Rebel Wilson saves them by doing karate and stuff. And then a bomb goes off. Spoiler. Snatched Although, you know what? It, it actually days. opens with them jumping off the yacht and the bomb going off. And then, Dingus, you'll love this, uh, like a title card goes three months earlier. <laughs> and then we back up to figure out, how did they get on the yacht that's blowing up? And we find out. I want to make a movie with Dingus where the last shot of the movie is the words three months earlier. And then the credits <laughs> roll. <laughs> we shot in post. Um so let's give know. let's give Post the listeners no one's let's, listening. <laughs> let's make a list of good heist movies for them. Heist. Dingus is crazy. All right. Heist Don't is on that, that list. Uh, I can't endorse that, so I'm not necessarily anti-heist, uh, but I'm not a big so Kelly Wan, it kinda heist breaks even on this podcast. Dingus against it, you for it, me, I'm abstaining. I'm outraged. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think we all like Now You See Me, right? That could be on our list of good I like heist the movies. First one. Well, of course, right, right, right. Not the sequel. The sequel's terrible. I don't really care for the first one. <gasps> Wait, which all one right. is the one where they throw the card around? Is That's that the second, second one. Second second one. one. Right. Yeah, yeah. The first one is uh, the, all that magic stuff was kind of new, and it, it was uh, it was kind of a cool tweet, twist or tweak to the formulas. A uh, magi- magicians. Because magicians in the first movie is very aware of this, uh, yeah. were jokes. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Like it's Job from uh, Arrested Development. That's what everybody thought of with magicians. So now you see me was like, well, there's different kinds of magicians. These are the ocean magicians. <laughs> yeah, so let's put them in a heist movie, different kinds, and and then see what happens. But at the end of that, spoiler alert: uh, Mark Ruffalo turns out to be part of it. Yeah, he's the he's the verbal Kent of the whole movie, right? And then it, and then in the second one, he's still a cop. The what? second one don't it, the second one doesn't exist, <laughs> Kelly Wan. There's only one now you see me. They never Talk made a sequel. A, a real like that's a pure back to the future too like oh we brought uh, Elizabeth Shue on the car too. We didn't want to make a sequel. Uh, Jesus. Fuck. Okay, Mark Ruffalo is still a cop. Like you're stuck with what you what you thought was the your franchise. And now you're like, all right, uh, Lizzie Kaplan's now this girl. Just buy it. Don't think about it. Sounds it was like, the whole thing. like four specific people in the whole universe got this privilege. And you're letting the sequel color your your opinion on the first movie, Kelly Wan. Don't do yeah, that. You can't do that. Don't, yeah. don't let it do that to you. Yeah. Here's a here's a quote from one of my favorite heist movies. They'll never catch me because I'm fucking innocent. Mm, hey, first of all, it's R-rated. Oh. Well, you know what? Maybe that's their one F-bomb. Solo. Did you say Solo? Yeah. Does he say that? They're trying to be a heist movie. Solo's a heist movie. That's their attempt. That's what he says right before the Empire guy goes, he goes, you're never going to catch me because I'm fucking innocent. And then the guy goes, oh, then from now on, your name's Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry. The movie Uh, I'm quoting is Bottle Rocket. Oh, that's a good one. 
That is a heist movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good, uh, good, good work. And then I would, uh, after that, I would probably choose. I mean, there's so many to choose from. I guess I might choose Sexy Beast. Um, sure. Because I yeah, like the yeah. whole the whole run up to the actual heist that they have to do. Well, and Jonathan Glazer. I mean, everything that guy's done. Yeah. yeah. See, the wacky comedy heist movies are different from the gritty. Yeah, the, this one's going to die yeah. heist movies. Yeah, because yeah, I think of stuff like um, like Killing Zoe and Jackie Brown. Like those are those would be two that I would pick. Although Killing mm-hmm. Zoe, yeah, that's ice. It's a bank robbery. Uh, Jackie Brown's also yeah. Jackie Brown's dark. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think nine. I like that. We more. we liked Triple Nine, right? Yeah, yeah, Triple Nine was on my list. Yeah, I love that movie. Ten of Thieves. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's how I say uh, for that movie. Guy Ritchie has done, you know, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Is is Rock and Roll a heist movie? Yeah. Not really. Uh, no. Yeah. It's a Guy Ritchie movie, I guess. Yeah. Out of Sight, if we were going to talk about sure. like, people thought it were out of sight. Yeah, definitely out of sight. Yeah. Uh, the Big Bus. The Big okay. Bus. That's one you – What is that? You brought oh, that you up on the – about that before. It was oh, a, that's a, a joke disaster. about – that's a speed – or no, that's a, that's a disaster movie spoof, right? They should make a Bad News Bears heist movie based on what you were telling about Pitch Perfect. Okay, what? So, Dingus? Tom, do you remember me dragging you to see Rafifi? <laughs> well, Rafifi's good. Why do you say dragging me? Because it's a black and white grandpa movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's, made it's you cool... co- I made you go to Pasadena to see it. And it's a cool scene with an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, no, Rafifi's fine. Rafifi's a good heist movie, but you gotta, you know, you gotta put yourself in the mindset of someone who's 80 years old and appreciates old movies. I don't even think there's talking in it. It's a silent movie, right? Well, that sequence is silent. Definitely. That's true, right. <laughs> Not a lot of dialogue during the heist. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. It's just this extended, where they have to be completely quiet the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And that makes me think too the the Mission Impossible movies or they're they're not heist movies uh, so much as heist set pieces. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's cobble together a bunch of heist set pieces, uh, which and, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And steal a steal a compact disc or something. Right, know. right, yeah, right, yeah. Microfiche it used to be, but now. <laughs> Those are good heist movies. Uh, what's the one where Paul Walker and Jessica Alba swim around and Josh Brolin just trying to out get out of the blue? In the blue, out of the blue, something the blue. No, into the blue. Why would, you, why would it be out of the blue if they're, they're in water? Into the blue? That doesn't sound right. That's Jessica the thing with Jean Renault is a blue. deep sea diver. Oh, uh, the deep. Oh, is is there? No, there's no heist in the deep. They're just uh, yeah, they're stealing morphine. Yeah, that is kind of a heist, right? Yeah, because it's underneath the gold. That's a good one. Yeah. Is it out of the, no into the blue? It's into the blue, I, okay. and I really actually like that movie. No, no, of course, right? I think we all do. Yeah. Into the blue because you want to get into Jessica. And it's, did you guys say this? It's Josh Brolin, is in it? Yeah, he's the bad guy. He's trying to get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Mario too. Uh, yeah, Capricorn One's a good Josh Brolin uh, heist movie, also. Uh, I guess you, in a way, he's yeah. <laughs> the Goonies is Ocean's Eleven for kids. Oh, Kelly Warren, oh, do that. Geez. Oh God, really? come on, Chunks, the fucking Chinese girl. There's got to be a better kid heist movie. Come on. Oh, that's true. Uh, Kidco. No. 
the heck Pippi is Longstocking. Pippi Longstocking doesn't really rob people unless they're What is pirate. her height? So, what what, what she doesn't need it. She's rich already. Ew. Pippi Longstocking, like, she's a Bechtel success because she didn't, really doesn't give a shit about boys, really, and she doesn't really care about anything. Well, isn't she prepubescent? Of course she doesn't. How old is Pippi Longstocking? Yeah, but she doesn't want to wear princess clothes or anything. I see. She's a tom. I got my look. I got it. So would we, would we call the Pink Panther movies heist movies? Oh, yeah, of course. Wouldn't we? Yeah. So is it this movie or one of the other ones that I saw? I think that Ocean they, they say they say a shot in the dark. Well, it's just a shot in the dark. Oh, the there's a Pink Panther movie. It's not called A Shot in the Dark. I think it is. Isn't isn't there a Pink Panther movie called A Shot in the Dark? Isn't that the yeah, first? Yeah, it's the second one. Right. They right. they uh, they fast tracked it after. So I think in this movie in in Ocean's Eight, uh, some I think Sandra Bullock's character says, "Well, it's a shot in the dark. We'll see what happens," or something like that. Oh, very clever, Dingus. So suddenly you think this movie has good writing now? Is that what you're trying to convince us of? That's right. I think it's brilliant. Huh. All right. I just changed my to- – I'm totally flipping the script. <laughs> That's what we're right. supposed to do when she says that, according to Dingus. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Clever Dingus, were there, were there any Star Wars references in this movie? Um, hmm. I think that the, several of them say they've got a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. That's always a Star Wars reference, right? Yep. Anytime they say numbers, probably, that's a Star Wars reference. Because like the soldier who says into the mouthpiece, uh, hey, T417, why isn't your microphone on? So whenever they say numbers and letters in a movie, it's a reference to that in Star Wars, I bet. Uh, they, they do talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme. <sighs> right, yes. And, and that movie came out. Right, well, he did movies in the 80s, and the Star Wars movies came out in the 80s, some of them. So what definitely a Star Wars reference, yeah. Nine Ball was one of the droids, I think. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know that Phoebe Waller-Bridge's droid in Solo, uh-huh. we know her as L3, but apparently, no, apparently her whole designation is L337. So leet, exactly. Did you guys know that? That's so grating to me that they did that in uh, in Solo. Well, she's not leet in the movie, so it's interesting that they went. They thought like Vincent in Black Hole should have been called leet, and she should have been called Vincent. I still think BB-8 should be F1, F4. They have droid names that are only four numbers long in Star Wars universe. You're going to run out of them. So, yeah, they're just, you're going to run out of droids. We only have 26 3PO's. Wait, no. Okay, if, the, if you can only use the 26 <laughs> letters of the alphabet and the 10 digits. It doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe. That's the other thing. Remember with this debate again, whether there's print in it, but they have the part of C-3PO's name has a letter in it. <laughs> Not just Right, map. but you never see it written, of course. They also say words like a, uh, a. Because he can't write his name, Tom. Literate. So if you've got ten numerals, yeah, ten Arabic numerals, and twenty-six <laughs> letters, that's thirty-six uh-huh. characters, each of which is going to be in one of four spots. So thirty-six times four is one hundred and twenty, one hundred and forty-four. So there can only be one hundred and forty-four different kinds of robots in the Star Wars universe, right? I think all the women that tuned into this podcast to hear us talk about Ocean's 8 are pretty riveted right now. No <laughs> pun intended. And I should bring up soccer because uh, this movie and I think Ocean's 12 both reference 
somebody's got a hard on for the Arsenal soccer team because James Corden talks about Arsenal being in the in the in, the, in a cup, and um, they dress up as uh, Arsenal players in Ocean's Twelve. And Arsenal is a soccer team, apparently. Uh, yes, Arsenal yes. is a soccer team. I hate it when they walk it in. City of Arsenal, which is named that for the fact that they got a little, that's where they keep weapons in the UK. In right. the oh, I thought it was because it went to the ass end of the world. <laughs> All right, Kelly won that. Yeah, right. That would maybe that's it. Well. <laughs> All right, Kelly won. Will you have an opportunity next week to give us more Jira? Because I love I love your Jira. I, it makes me happy whenever you do that. And I imagine little Amelia Clark. She's not in. What we're seeing next week is she? I don't think so, but, but that's I'm never always stopped me before. That's right. She was not in Ocean's Eight either. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's in all movies in my mythology. <laughs> there was a part in Ocean's Eight where Kate Blanchett, because she's got the the blonde hair and the bangs, and at a certain point she's wearing like uh, like leather pants, and I was looking at her thinking she looks like she's dressed up for Ricky and the Flash cosplay. <laughs> Yeah. Ew. It's really sad, I know. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that might be a thing. We don't know. Remember that movie Bandits she made with Billy Bob Yeah, Ford? yeah, of course. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait is, that, is that terrible? I don't recall hating Bandits. I don't think it was any uh, good, but who directed it? It's a high school movie. Uh, Barry uh, Levinson or someone? That sounds right. Oof. All right. And it was she and Bob Billy Bob Thornton were playing their pushing tin characters in it. <laughs> Shut they were, up. They were playing their Brokeback Mountain characters in it. Oh, remember? That gave mm. us Hathaway. It's a straight line to here. <laughs> to her neck. Tom, Anne Hathaway's neck. She's got a tremendous neck. That's true. Let, let's let's find out next week what Bryce Dallas Howard's eight. neck is like. Oh, God. Oh, I Chris forgot it was Pratt. her. I thought it was Jessica Chastain for some reason. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. Uh, hopefully he'll have some of the facial hair he wore in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Maybe he'll do the deep voice. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, and there's going to be dinosaurs. We love those little kids from Lost World – or no, whatever the last one was called. Uh, maybe in they'll it. be back. Lost I hope so. World. What was it called? Jurassic Park it's called Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Right, right, right. Oh, number know. two is Lost World. You know, we'll we'll break all this down for the listeners next week. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. And I yes. hope he does that cool stance that he does in the in, like where he, where he like holds his hands out and the Velociraptors all stop. Yeah, he's like no, no, and he tells it no in the Velociraptor. They have no answer. Does yeah, it. yeah. Uh, so if you see <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's what it's called, right? Next week, uh, let us know what you thought. Send send your thoughts to three x three at quarter to three dot com. Only uh, your thoughts, people. Only your no, thoughts. You know what? If you have questions, if you're like, what uh, did Kelly think of the pterodon eating the small child, or how did Tom feel that this relates to the Trump administration, or what parts of this movie reminded Dingus of Midnight Run? Ask us those questions. We're happy to discuss them on the podcast as well. But Make sure you get us the email by Sunday, June 24th, midnight Pacific, and we're happy to include your emails on the podcast. A week later, 
we are going to do a three by three of our favorite noble sacrifices. Oh. Right. We'll start thinking about those. Send those in in a separate email to 3x3 at quarter to 3.com. Get us that by July 1st, midnight Pacific, and uh, join us then for our noble sacrifice podcast. Did we ask, did you elaborate? Did, did we ask, get to ask questions about that last no, time? No, you do not. Yeah, right. Different noble noble means different things to different people, and maybe sacrifice does it well. So you know, I, it's a all right. Fair enough. The but police answered my question. Say, yeah, yeah. The the police will not be. This is there's there's not going to be a zero tolerance policy. I'll tell you that much. What? Yeah, and will not be instituted on our uh, Look, three by that's three the noble Democrats policy. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh God, Kelly Wan, don't get me started. So <sighs> join us for some fallen kingdom. Jurassic World Park next week. I am Tom Chick. I know some of those words are in there. I'm pretty sure. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian McClonsky. It's Christian Murawski. And Kelly Wand. In my country, a prat is called... Wait, it means... <laughs> uh... Tom was right earlier. Catherine Zeta-Jones's parts are in entrapment. So, yeah. Huh. You know, inside, you're what we call a pretty girl. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right? And we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Dingus, you're dumb. Are you, are you an only child? No, I'm one of eight. More math twists. <laughs> See, this is what you do. You make me guess, and then I'm interested. Oh, do you have the whole fucking script out? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>